0: Welcome to Hearth to Hearth, a home for sensitive souls, sparking self-discovery and belonging through the healing power of warm-hearted conversations. I'm Jessica. And I'm Janelle.
1: What began as voice notes between two friends navigating life and motherhood has blossomed into a podcast and community.
0: Join us each week as we ask the question, how can we come home to ourselves? Our
1: conversations are filled with deep feelings, vulnerability, empathy, and a dose of laughter.
0: So cozy up with some tea and gather around the hearth for warm-hearted conversations that will leave you feeling inspired and less alone. Hi. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I wish I could see your face, but we're recording now without video because Mercury Retrograde is doing its thing.
0: Fully retrograding through our recording session. But
1: I can see your face, so.
0: (laughs) Well, I missed your face, but (laughs) we just need our voices for this, so that's good. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about what's been coming up for you.
1: Well, so this week what's been coming up for me and ways I'm coming home to myself are just trying to be more myself and this is something that I haven't really paid attention to in a really long time. And I don't know why it's happening, but I'm finding myself in conversations kind of just being more silly or goofy or more playful. And that is my personality, I would say, if it were to be authentic. But sometimes I think, in an effort to be, you know, a certain way or cool or not to come off as too much or, you know, too silly. I don't know. <laughs> but it's I'm, – I'm trying to do that more and it's really been helping in my parenting too, especially when we're out and about and trying to get the kids to come along. Being playful in parenting is a huge game changer. Like if – like for example, I'll pretend I'm like the mother duck and I have to have my little duck's cross the road with me and we'll like quack 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 it sounds crazy we may look crazy but hey they're crossing the road and they're not and they're all holding hands together and and it works and I've really been trying to be more playful and less um just have more fun and I think for them they love it I mean they laugh and they think it's so fun and it's it's letting me relax a little bit as a mom and 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 to not feel like I have to have like everyone behaving and everyone has to be doing their thing, you can, I'm finding that I can get them to go along with what we're doing if I'm just a little bit more creative in how I present it. And then that's been overflowing into my life and in my conversations, I've realized that that playful part of me as an adult has kind of been left behind. And so I'm trying to, Bring that back, and you know that side of me, but I do. Not, not everyone may know that side of me, and and being able to show that without. But then I've noticed after my conversations, I'm kind of thinking, "Oh wow, was that too much? Was that? Did I come off a little strong?" But I'm trying to just to just let go of those, uh, that inner critic that's questioning that, and just. Having fun and being myself. And if if people want to talk to me and be my friend after that, then (laughs) then that means that they're meant to be my friend. You know what I mean?
0: I do. (laughs) It almost sounds like you're reclaiming this core part of your being or your personality that you kind of push to the side.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it goes back to way, way, way – far back like as far as like a seven-year-old self when you start to notice people around you and how they're acting and kind of adjusting yourself to try to be in the cool or the popular crowd it's so crazy how I don't know it's, it's it's healing a little part of my inner child to just let myself play without the judgment of thinking about other people and and how they'll take that
0: that's so sweet. I love picturing you quacking like a duck with your I babies. I've been doing and it a lot. The street. <laughs> I've
1: been doing it and they love it.
0: That's so cute. Yeah, I think that playfulness and that creativity in our interactions with our kids is so important. And, and I think like you said, it really does help and, and it makes everything more fun when we are so Rigid, we're not even enjoying those small moments with them. But when you can find that playfulness, it just makes everything more enjoyable and more fun. And I love the idea that you're really kind of bringing that into the other parts of your life and letting your true self shine through. Like you said, I am lucky to know that silly, playful, fun side of you. And it is hard to show up. I think as our whole selves and include those, maybe like weird or silly or quirky parts of us, especially if we're meeting new people or interacting with people that we don't know really well. Yeah. And I think it's, you're onto something when you said so that goes way back to when you were seven or a little kid. Those were always kind of, I think, as people, but then especially as sensitive. Souls reading a room and trying to see like what's landing and what's
1: reading everything,
0: yeah, and what's not. And I've heard, I know that even our nervous systems are really wired to help us fit in. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but it's connection, yeah, is connection is safe. So, as humans, we need connection in order to be safe, and as. Children, we need that connection in order to have our needs met. And so, when we kind of see that something that we do that's true to ourselves, it's silly or playful or funny, doesn't get met with connection, then we censor, we start to censor those pieces of ourselves. And I think that that's part of almost a nervous system response. And I can totally relate to being a kid. And I have very core memories of realizing that there are parts of myself that maybe weren't accepted by my peers and starting to edit those out of the personality that I would share with others. And it is really interesting as a mom to try to find those pieces of yourself again. I actually was thinking about this the other day a little bit that I think with each Birth too for me, like after I had my first baby, I kind of found myself a, a lot more and felt like I ha- hit this groove. Like, you know, the difference of like when you walk out the door and you're like in your body and you're like, I've got this and I know who I am and I feel good and I feel confident. Like, even if you feel self conscious or you're not fully confident, there's a feeling that you have when you're kind of connected to that part of yourself, your whole self. And then I think as of late, after the birth of my second baby, I've been trying to find it a little more. Like I haven't felt that like comfort in my step or in my voice or in my way of being in the world. And I've just kind of started to find it again, that like groove feeling. And it almost that feels a little bit like what you're describing with that playfulness coming through and that silly part of yourself coming through. And finding those pieces of our personality that we put away because they weren't being met with the connection that we needed to thrive as young beings, it is really interesting to explore that through motherhood.
1: Yeah. It's almost like a fragmented self. So there's this side that you show and there's this side that you don't show and – as a mom, too, I totally identify with the second time it fragments you into all of these pieces, and trying to build that back together to one whole person is so challenging, especially when it's not like you have all this time to do it. Um, but when we talk about the integration of like our insides and our outsides that's the that's ha- when I feel happiest and when I can feel my whole body is comfortable my or my nervous system is comfortable is when i'm actually being myself and then but still it's scary afterwards but i think it's all a learning you know just like this podcast learning to share your true voice learning to show up authentically can be a little intimidating but it's much more validating and rewarding in the end but i i know what you mean it it feels like this fragmented self and how can we bring back those parts of ourselves that we we didn't want to show or that we were too shy or ashamed to show but really that could be the part of us that some people like the most about us but we're just scared to show that parts to others and i think especially as my as my oldest is getting older she's almost four and I can see it in her and I'm sure that with with your oldest daughter too you can you know they're starting to go into school and it brings up this it brings it up all over again and how can we be there for them and love every single side of them and let them know that it's okay to show all those sides yeah
0: yeah Yeah, and if we aren't doing that for ourselves, then it makes it very difficult to model that. Yeah,
1: we have to model it.
0: Yeah. We have to model it. Yeah, it's so interesting you talked about the the integration, which we talk really a lot about. And I have often pictured it literally like as though I think many people, but as moms especially, were almost asked to – I have a poem about this. Maybe I'll share it with yes. this um, podcast. But we're almost asked to kind of like cut ourselves up into these pieces and put them in separate boxes. And there's there's mom over here. And like maybe mom has to be more serious. And then there's my professional self here. And then there's mm-hmm. my spiritual self here. And then there's my, um, you know, myself as a wife here. And and they can't They – they're supposed to f- remain separate, segmented. Like we're supposed to cut ourselves up into these different pieces. Mm-hmm. And – what a, One of the things I've really been craving and wanting and, and working towards is the integration of all those pieces of myself back together, and that's both on the inside and on the outside. So it's in the way that I view myself. It's in the way that I show up in the world. It's the work, the inner work that I'm doing like on my inner home and the way I come home to myself. But it's also in the way that I'm trying to structure and create my outer life that I can show up to work as a mom and that I can – be a mom, you know, even when I have other responsibilities and that this sacredness that I feel is kind of woven throughout everything that I'm doing, right? It d- it doesn't mean that we have to be one person at one time and then close the door on that and then we can open up the box of like our sacred selves or ourselves that feel connected to... The universe, and then we have to close that box and like go back to our lives. Like, I want that Mm -hmm. feeling woven throughout everything that I'm doing, Mm -hmm. and that connection to self woven throughout everything that I'm doing. So, you know, that example of the playfulness that's such a good example, like feeling like, oh, you can only be your playful self around certain people, or you can only be your playful self with when you're with your kids, but then you need to kind of put that away in other situations and other settings. That makes us feel so segmented and separate from our whole self. And there are just so many pieces, I think, that kind of get scattered or put away. And this part of coming home, I think this is a big piece of it, this idea of coming home to ourselves that we're exploring. I think this piece of finding these little pieces of ourselves that we've either put away or that we felt like we had to compartmentalize and not bring to certain situations and putting them all back together in some way and showing up as our full self whenever we can and however we can. And that's just a really, it's hard, but it's a really interesting idea to be playing with, whether that's your playful side or whether that's wanting to have a life that the parts of yourself and your roles and responsibilities aren't in conflict with each other throughout the day. You know, there's so many aspects to it.
1: Yeah. And it's really tiring and exhausting, even just you explaining that, thinking about how many different pieces of yourself you're compartmentalizing. And then you kind of like put that hat on when you're with certain people and then you take that off. Then you put it on with with other people. How tiring is that to do that? Throughout the whole day, when really it's, it may be feel more bold or more intimidating or more of like jumping off a cliff. But if you could just be your full self in all of these environments, it's almost like a surrender. You just have to surrender to it and trust that you will be understood. It's trusting that you will be understood and also letting go of being misunderstood. And so not caring if people are judging you or thinking, you know, we've talked about this, like just being as sensitive people, um, like making friends or being a mom at work, not caring if maybe your coworkers are thinking, wow, she's busy being a mom. That's not a bad thing. That's who you are. And that's, that's your superpower. That's your strength. And yeah, I was – after I have been doing this for a couple of days, it was – the feeling was almost overwhelming of how much joy I was feeling. Wow. And joy is such a hard thing to create. You can't create joy. It's just this – Spontaneous feeling, that kind of radi. That's how I feel it. I feel it like in my heart, in my chest, like kind of radiating out, and and, and that's what I was feeling. And I I hadn't felt that in so long. Just simple joy, and being playful, and I did. I didn't even do it consciously. I think. Because I was solo parenting for a couple of days, it just became, okay, well, I'm going to try this because this other way feels very harsh. It feels very, you know, and we can be playful with our kids, but then there's supposed to be this limit of not being too playful because you have to be in charge. Or maybe you can find a way to be playful and that connection is so deep and rewarding that there doesn't have to be this, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a parenting expert. I'm just saying for me, it feels so much better to connect rather than to critique them. Yeah. It's easier for me to get through the day as a mom and to get through bedtimes and sitting down for mealtimes and for in and out of the car, like those tricky, tricky times, turning to connection rather than critiquing them. And as I'm saying that, I'm realizing I can do that for myself as well. So in these big, hard times of transition where maybe I could turn to critiquing myself that I'm not doing it the right way or, you know, years and years of conditioning of of critiquing myself, I could maybe just connect with myself instead.
0: Yeah. I was just going to ask you that, that if you had gone into this week or the past couple of days with the intention of I'm going to be more silly and playful, or if it's just something that you ca- that came through and then you noticed how good it was feeling.
1: That's what it. Yeah, I just. Yeah, missed it.
0: that's so interesting. And I think what's so beautiful about it is for you, it's this playfulness and this silliness that you're feeling. But what it really is is that you're being more true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's coming through as playfulness and silliness because that's this part that's of me. you. <laughs> yeah, that's you, and it's this part of you that you weren't connecting with or that you weren't bringing into your mothering or other parts of your life and the more authentic and true to yourself that you're being the more joy you're feeling the more connection you're feeling with your kids the more connection you're feeling to yourself the ease the more ease you're feeling yes, throughout your ease. day so interesting this week kind of like one of the themes that came up for me which is i'm realizing is really really connected to this conversation that we're having is the theme of presence and i was I had this big realization of what is it at the end of the day, right? When we kind of like, at the end of the day, the kids are in bed, we're like winding down for bed. And, you know, some days you have that feeling of this was a good day. And some days Mm -hmm. you have that feeling of something about this day was not off, Mm -hmm. was off, or I didn't feel connected to myself or the people around me. And Oftentimes, I look for these external things that I've either done or not done, and been like, "Well, I didn't eat healthier, I didn't exercise, or I didn't meditate," and and then okay, tomorrow I have to put more things on my to do list, and then that'll help me feel that feeling of this was a successful day, Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. But however that is, you know, at the end of the day, and this week I really started to notice it's actually not the things that I'm doing because we have busy lives. We have – everybody has lives. Like we all have things in our days that are more administrative or things that we don't want to do or we have to, you know, run errands or pay bills or whatever that looks like. And so we're going to have those things in our days. And it's not the things I'm doing or that I have to do during the day. It's how I'm doing them. And it's if I'm showing up for them with my whole self and being really present for them, or if I'm distracted or finding different distractions or just not present in the moment. And it comes in huge with the connection with kids. I mean, the way that I feel at the end of the day, if I was really, 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 truly present with them and was really connected and could really say I heard what they were saying and And I showed up as my whole self and my full self and I really felt that heart connection with them versus Mm -hmm. I was multitasking and doing a million things at the same time. And that doesn't mean that my to-do list looks different, right? I can still have to get the same amount of things done. We can still be on the go, running to swim lessons, doing this, doing that. But if I'm present with them, it has a completely different feeling. And I think that is really connected to showing up as our full selves because if we're Leaving part of ourselves behind, or we're trying to be somebody else, or we're trying to fit in, then like the
1: filtering.
0: Yeah, we're not present. We're not fully yeah. there. We're and so there are, about what
1: we should be doing, how we should be showing yes. up, rather than actually just being there.
0: Being there, exactly. And I have been trying to figure out what this is. And is it like, is it that I'm just like not as distracted, or is it that I'm practicing. I don't even want to – I told you this the other day, but it's not – even. I don't even want to use the word mindfulness because my mind is full. Like my mind is busy <laughs> and, and that, that's not it, right? It's more this embodiment yeah. and this settling into myself in these moments and really like it's almost hard to describe the feeling of when I'm not connected to self and going through the motions of these days versus when I can actually feel myself like fully drop into myself and like Mm. I'm moving out from that place, it's a completely different feeling. And as you said, that's where the access to joy is. It's in those moments that I can feel that joy. And when I'm not embodied or I'm not connected to my true self or I'm not living authentically or I'm distracted or all these other things that get in the way of presence of connection, of playfulness, there is not that access to the ease and to the joy. And so it's so interesting because I was really kind of finding that, but I came in through it through this different way this week of presence. And I was trying to really identify what is it that's allowing me to either be more present or on the days that I feel like, wow, I was not within myself at all. And I think you're really onto something with this piece about showing up as your true self and letting your whole self come through in these interactions and in this space and the difference that you felt.
1: Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> I'm just listening and, and I'm feeling it in my heart. Yeah. Like it's coming it's, – it's a heart-centered way of being rather than in your mind, I would not be able to be playful and creative and connecting in my parenting if I wasn't being present because that's the paying attention. That's the – like that creativity comes from being present. You can't be creative and also thinking about something else. You have to be in your body. Like anything else that seems creative, you're trying to like produce something rather than to create or to feel something. And it just feels that ease. I love that word. It's I love that so word. much more easy. And we've talked about ways to have fun and to be and to have joy. And that's hard to come by if you know, you're not being present. So I love that, that um, parallel between the playfulness and the presence. They go together.
0: Yeah, they do. They do. And I love what you said about really leading from the heart instead of the mind Mm -hmm. in these moments. And that's really part of what it is. And it comes back to the segmenting too of if I'm coming from or living from my mind all day long and I'm not living from my body and my heart then I'm really not connected to my whole self. And I don't think playfulness comes from our minds. Just as you were saying, like the creativity, like that's coming from somewhere else within our being. And if we aren't letting our whole selves show up in our interactions and show up to the table, then we're not having access to those really important skills and pieces of ourselves that can help us move through the world with much more ease like we were saying and joy and beauty and connection and it is really interesting to see these parallels because they almost seem like we were almost we were talking about oh kind of what are we going to talk about today and they almost seemed like completely different topics but actually yeah. we were really kind of exploring the same thing this week of how can we have that feeling at the end of the day that just felt better felt more filled with joy and connection
1: right and and it's letting yourself feel rather than just yes. l- seeing the emotions and then getting caught up in the story and letting that story run the day it's if you're if you're out of your mind and you're in your body in your heart you can feel what's happening and that way you can process the day in in a much healthier way than just all of the to-do lists swirling and whirling around in your head.
0: As we're talking about this, I'm thinking a little bit and reflecting about what ways – we kind of stumbled upon this this week, I think. And how do we create this intentionally? I'm thinking actually back to um, our episode three, where we, catching up and coming home, where we talked about in moments of crisis or when kids are sick, how we can kind of have access to this connection to self and this intuition and this true self and we just show up as ourselves and there's not this like questioning and doubting ourselves Mm -hmm. as much. Um, And we just released that episode and it brought me back to that inquiry and that's kind of I think where that question of presence came up for me this past week was how do I, I'm Really, in this inquiry of how do I recreate that in my life, this presence and this connection? And there are definitely things that pull me out of it. And I'm exploring what ways I can be more connected to that presence or to that sense of self in my day to day. And I don't have answers right now. <laughs> this is a question. I was
1: going to say, tell me more.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know one thing that's coming up for me right now is slowing down. And it's so – it's hard. It can be hard when you're, like, trying to get the kids out of the house or you have a million things to do. And But I think I add often extra things that are unnecessary and for me that's (laughs) often technology or, like, whatever it is, right? It's, like, I think we almost get um, in these habits of having a million things to do that's, like, well, I only have two things to do right now. So let me add 3, 4, and 5 like right onto my plate right. for no reason because it's like and and it's a distract it's a way to like distract us of from the feelings, from the present moment, from what's really mm-hmm. going on. And so I know one thing for me, I've definitely been trying to slow down a little bit when I can. And that doesn't mean like show up late places. It really just means like put a thing down that I don't necessarily need to be doing at, at that moment, and just focus on the tasks at hand that I do need to be doing and doing them as slowly as I can. Because for me, rushing pulls me right out of the moment and definitely is a source of stress. And I don't feel present at all when I'm in a, when I feel rushed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one thing that's coming up for me. The other is technology, which I don't want to like harp on because I feel like I'm always. Struggling with it, but really finding a balance with technology and having moments where I'm sitting with myself before I reach for my phone and scroll or do whatever it is. Sometimes it's things I have to do, right? Like I have to answer emails. There's the, those administrative pieces that we are part of being a human today, like answering emails or sending an email to your kid's teacher or whatever it is. But Being more conscious about it and saying I don't need to do that this second, like because we're. I think I find myself often trying to fill every sec, like spare second. That's not even a spare second, but it's like oh, I have thirty seconds right now. Like, what can I do in this moment? And some of that is is a distraction to I think not sit with ourselves, which we have, which we also talked about in that episode. Um, Mm -hmm. and really just being like, oh, okay, like actually, like. I'm going to get to that later. I'm going to have some like technology time later where I'm just going to check a couple things off my list, but I don't need to do it now in this 30 seconds between like getting the kid down for a nap and like going to do one other thing and just like reaching for my phone and then – and really trying to just take those little moments of being more present and connected to myself and even like aware of my surroundings and where I actually am in space and in the world. Because I think when we're feeling so pulled out of ourselves or not showing up as our full selves, it's just like I get so in my head,
1: yeah it it sounds like it's multi it's getting rid of multitasking and in this day and age it feels like you always have to be multitasking. Even for us, we're always listening to music or podcast or something while we're doing something else and sometimes that does help me motivate me to do it, but sometimes it just makes me too busy. It makes my brain too busy and how to just like do do drop off with no podcast playing or no music playing or just talking to the kids about their day. It, it's there doesn't always have to be this multitasking thing. So if we're, we're getting out of the house and that feels it can almost feel like an emergency, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> this is an emergency. But to the kids, it's not an emergency. No, so they don't understand. And and so if we can just get with every single small step, the putting on the shoes, the putting and paying attention, like you said, and that is mindfulness. But it's also just being present with each step. So how can we take our lives each step at a time, each interaction? at a time each conversation at a time even talking to our friends talking to our family can we do that without also planning what we're doing later in the day or also uh thinking about okay why did I just say that you know it's it's like just moving on to the next moment without thinking about the future or the past just trying to to be in the moment and letting go of that multitasking,
0: yeah, which really even creates more space for your whole self to come through in those moments too. Because if you're doing a million things, there's no, there's not the space for that. Not
1: the access,
0: yeah, yeah, it's so true. And it is interesting with mindfulness. I mean, you know, there's def- some really good definitions of mindful mindfulness, like paying attention on purpose. Like that's really, really. What it is that we're trying to do, but there's this like body heart piece that I w- yeah, feels, it feels missing from it for me this week. Like it feels what I in would- the mind, yeah. Like, the
1: word mind maybe shouldn't be in it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's more like heartfulness. Or, yes.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah, because if you're in your mind, like I don't need to be more in my mind. I don't right. even need that word to be included in anything. <laughs> mindlessness more like like yeah. mindlessness heartfulness
0: heartfulness yes. yes yeah it is very interesting these like parallels from showing up as your whole self and including all these pieces of yourselves and the presence that is required to do that which
1: but it's more easy yeah it, it it's it seems harder but then when you're doing it it's It feels so easy, right? It feels like, wow, I can just be here. I don't have to be doing a hundred things at once. What a relief. What a weight off of my shoulders. Yeah, that's how it feels.
0: It's a whole rabbit hole. I think we could go down maybe for another day, but I know we touched a little bit on looking back and trying to see where these parts of ourselves kind of got separated from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I can clearly identify some areas, you know, being a child or, you know, throughout adolescence. Um, but it is an interesting inquiry to think about where we learned to not show up so fully as our ourselves. And and where to kind of fill those holes with these distractions, I think probably is a lot of what's happening. If we're not showing up so fully as ourselves, we've got to fill it with something. And It's all these different distractions and anxieties and worries and stresses.
1: Mm-hmm. I think if we were all to show up as to, to feel comfortable showing up as ourselves with each other, uh, just how much more joy we could have in our lives.
0: Yeah, I really hope that's part of what we can create through this podcast is that sense of belonging for people to come in as themselves and to think about these questions and to think about how to come home to themselves and how to show up in that way in the world. That would just be such a gift.
1: Yeah. And it does all come back to belonging. If if you can show up as your whole self and still belong – then you will always show up that way. You won't have to hide that part of yourself if you know that you can stay safe and connected and belong somewhere. um, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, and this podcast is such a practice for us in that because we're putting our voices out there. It feels really vulnerable to show up in this way and to talk about these really vulnerable, sensitive things, and then to put it out in the world. But we're doing it in hopes that maybe we'll call others in too that feel the same.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And to let others know that we feel similarly and uh, to create that community, even if you don't have that community close by. Janelle and I live an hour and a half away from each other. And and. Uh, it would be so nice if we lived closer. But we do connect through these voice notes and this constant communication and kind of just reassuring each other that it's okay the way you are. These things are showing up that are showing up in your life. Like, I will love you and accept you no matter what. And finding that connection and community gives you the strength. Like, I think this friendship having this podcast, it's it's giving me the courage and the strength to show up fully in other areas of my life or in all areas of my life. The introduction episode, we talked about our friendship and, and these warm-hearted conversations. I think the more warm-hearted conversations that you have, and we kind of started this today and we weren't 100% sure what we were going to talk about, but we always leave these warm-hearted conversations like feeling in our heart, and, and feeling, wow, we feel more understood. And so even if you have someone in your life that you can have these conversations with or you can DM us on Instagram and or comment on our Instagram and let us know what you're going through, uh, maybe some more other warm-hearted, warm-hearted conversations you'd like to hear, we are here for you and we really want to create this sense of belonging and understanding in this in this community, with this podcast, because if you have someone that um, you know accepts you as your whole self and and encourages you to keep going as yourself, it really gives you the strength to go out into the world and to and to do that every day. And so I love you, and thank you for always being that person for me. I love you. Thank you for being that person for me too. And so, if you guys have any questions or comments, m- make sure to follow us at hearth to hearth It's on Instagram, it's at hearth.2.hearth. And we're there on Instagram. We may not post too much because we try, we're, we will post every week with our episodes and reminders of when our episodes are coming out. But our DMs are open. If you ever want to message us, um, we'd love to connect with you.
0: Yeah, we can add a link to our Instagram in our show notes. And like just said, we are there. We're trying to find that balance as we all are between technology and life. But we do really see it as a way to be able to connect with this community. So please reach out and find us there.
1: Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Hearth to Hearth. It brings us such joy to share these warm-hearted conversations with you. We would be so grateful if you could take a moment to follow, rate, review, and share Hearth to Hearth with a friend.
0: We also want to say a huge thank you to Eavesdrop for our theme music, their amazing song Alive, and to Danielle Vengrove of Gray Street Photography for our gorgeous cover photo. And remember, you are whole, you are enough. We love you. Talk to you soon.